The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, June 4th, 2023, on the basis of Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Just over a week ago, a few of us had the opportunity to go over to Mequon, Wisconsin and attend the call services at Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary. It's where I go to school along with all my classmates, and it was there that where, where we heard who our next vicar here will be, along with where 28 other vicars will be sent out to serve. The following morning, we went and saw the graduate service, where we heard where 45 graduates will be sent to serve as pastors, from the Philippines to Modesto, California, from Boston, Massachusetts to Alberta, Canada, from the shore of Florida to Watertown, Wisconsin. It was awesome to hear where all of my fellow classmates, all my uh, fellow yeah, students would be sent to go and spread the gospel. I'm sure they're all excited and overjoyed to share, to baptize, and teach about the love that their Savior has to other people throughout the world. But I'm also sure that they were all probably slightly terrified, too. Going from a school where we are surrounded by students and professors who teach and encourage us the word every day, to going somewhere out in the world where the only established relationship that we might have with somebody is maybe our wife and our kids. Well, not me, but maybe my classmates. Very excited to get started, yes, but maybe also terrified of being alone. Now, you, you don't have to go through eight years of school and be sent off to some far corner of the universe to feel that way. You could feel that way as soon as you leave these doors this morning. Because this morning we heard Jesus give his disciples a call, a job, a mission, something that he wants them to do. He says to go and make disciples of all nations. And that includes you, too. And when you aren't sitting here surrounded by people that believe and teach and say the same things, encourage one another with the word, when you go out from these doors to live out your faith among the world, it's easy to feel as if we're doing it alone. That fear is something that Jesus' disciples would have had, I'm sure, and it's a fear that many of Jesus' disciples today still have as well. But as we focus on our triune God today, and the words that he has for us, we're going to see that alone is the one thing that we never are. You see, the disciples were also about to leave the door. Not the door of any building, but I'm sure they were about to leave the door of their comfort zone, so to speak. They had been with Jesus nearly his entire ministry. They were able to run to him when they had questions, to rely on him to do all the miracles, driving out of demons. And at this major turning point in the disciples' life, Jesus gives them that job to do. He says to go. Not stay together and huddle up. Not lock yourselves in a fortress and guard against the outside world. He says, go. And it's because of that command to go and make disciples of all nations that we know this group of verses as the Great Commission. The command that Jesus gives his disciples 
that followed him throughout his ministry and the command that Jesus still gives his disciples today. Still, it, it would be nice if we just didn't hear that command. If we could just stay together, huddled up in this room, you know, have encouragement from one another. If we didn't have to go out to the world, then we could always be in our comfort zone. We could always encourage each other with prayer, with the word. We could wake up every morning with a devotion, pray before we eat, sing before we go to bed. And as nice as that would be, that's not what Jesus says. He says, go. Go out into the world and make disciples. Leave your comfort zone. And the transition that we have might not be as grand as the disciples who had seen Jesus' whole ministry, and now we're going to watch him in a few days ascend into heaven. But we also leave our comfort zone. We go out into the world every time we leave the doors of this church. Here at Good News, we hear and, surrounded, we hear and are surrounded by that good news of what Jesus has done in his commands. We're surrounded by fellow believers and followers, and as soon as we leave these doors, it's it's easy to feel that loneliness. Feel like we are alone in our faith. We don't have Jesus visibly living among us, with us as we dine, as we go out to our social events. Most of the time, we don't have pastor right next to us, so we can just lean on him, say, oh, you got a question, uh, pastor's right here, let's talk to him. Sometimes we don't even have a fellow believer anywhere nearby, and it's just us. Where does that leave us? How does that leave us feeling? Sure, it would be nice if we had the power that the disciples did to show off our faith, heal the sick and disabled, speak in tongues, speak prophecies that just came to us, but we, we don't even have that either. Now, as we go forth from good news today, it'll be easy to feel alone, and sometimes it's more than just in our faith. While many of us are blessed to have relationships outside of church, I'm sure that we have all gone through times where it feels like we don't even have those. Where you go to work or school and come home and that's it. You don't necessarily have any friend group to hang out with, any social group to go to, especially when you need it most. And when you truly feel alone, it can feel like the entire weight of the world and the entire weight of our faith is on our own shoulders with no help in carrying it. And that's really why the words that Matthew leaves us with today are so comforting. The reason why these last four verses of Matthew get all the attention that they do are because of the words that come after, go. If you read through the Gospel of Matthew, you'll see how these four verses really sum up so well what Matthew has been saying throughout his Gospel. At the beginning of the gospel, maybe you remember back to Christmas Eve when I was standing up here and, and I was reading that list of names that just sounded like a bunch of consonants and vowels just shoved together. But those names showed us Jesus' lineage. It showed how he descended from the royal line of King David. A few chapters later we go and we hear how Jesus was on top of the temple and the devil laid out the world before him and said, you can have authority over all this if you just bow down and worship me, Jesus. And Jesus here says, after he's defeated sin, death, and the devil, all authority has been given to me. We hear how Jesus tells his disciples to then go and baptize. 
And again, we think back to Matthew in the work of John the Baptist, how he was calling people to repent and baptizing them. And then we think to Jesus' baptism, where the Father spoke from heaven to a Son and the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove. Three persons, one God, all present. That one name that we're celebrating today. All present at Jesus' baptism, and we'll see in a moment that he's still present here with us today. Let's continue with the verses. After that, he tells his disciples to teach and how to do it, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And again, we think back to the beginning of Matthew, Matthew, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount, as it's known, where Jesus gives us a whole new perspective on the Ten Commandments, and we think of how Jesus kept them all perfectly for us. And finally, we hear Jesus say, Surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And we think back once again. Advent and Christmas. I don't know if you remember the worship series, but it was called Home for More Than Christmas. And it was based off of that name that we hear in the beginning of Matthew. It was based off that name for Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God with us. A God who came to us in the flesh to live and die in our place. And we hear him say, Emmanuel, God with us, close out the book by saying, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus was not going to leave his disciples alone with the major task, the impossible task for them to complete. He didn't leave his disciples alone, and he doesn't leave us alone either. There's another way in which this final promise really wraps up what Matthew is saying throughout his whole gospel so well. If you read through the gospel of Matthew, you'll hear over and over again a phrase that goes something like, this was done to fulfill the word of the Lord that was spoken through the prophets. Over and over again, you'll hear that phrase and over and over again, we hear how Jesus fulfills every promise that was made to us about a Savior. So it makes sense, after seeing how Jesus kept every promise through Matthew and all the other Gospels as well, that he would leave us with a promise. That he would say to us, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Those words, they're so comforting for us because they show us who God clearly is. We sell, today we specifically celebrate that one name that was mentioned in the gospel, baptizing them in the name. Maybe you didn't notice, but it's singular. And yet he goes on to say, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're celebrating Trinity Sunday. And by confessing that one name in three persons, that one God in three persons and three persons and one God, that reveals an essential part of God's nature. It shows us that God, by his very nature, is a relational God. That before mankind was ever created, God was never alone. Well, what does that mean for us? That means God didn't create us to be his bond so that he could be entertained by us, and he didn't create us because he got bored and wanted somebody to talk to. No, God created us out of his love. And maybe you've heard before, 
but God is love. That doesn't get much clearer than the words that we heard in that long first reading the creation account when uh, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. But there is a way in which we see our God even clearer. Because after we lost that image, after the fall into sin, God personally came to us to live and die in our place. God does not leave us alone. Even though he ascended into heaven to be at his Father's right hand, we know that he is ruling over all things for our good. We also confess that even though we can't see him, he is with us always. We also see how he still comes to us in his word, that word that we read this morning and the word that is written down for us throughout the entire scripture. And he comes to us in the sacrament, in baptism, in holy communion. No, God does not leave his disciples alone and he does not leave us alone either. By God's very nature, he is personal, he is interactive, and he is loving towards us. That personal, interactive, and loving God established that relationship with us by coming to us, and he continues to be with us. So we can know when he promises, surely I am with you always, that is a promise that he keeps. We know that we will never be alone. So as you go out those doors this morning, hold tight to that promise. Hold tight to the promise that God is with you always. When it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, when it feels like the weight of your own faith is on your shoulders, know that God took that weight and he placed it on his son to carry it for you. Now, we might not have that power to speak in tongues or to heal others of their sickness or disabilities, but we do have that power of the word. The word which tells us who God is and what he has done for us that he is an interactive, a personal, and a loving God. And that interactive, personal, and loving God is with us as we interact, relate, and love all people throughout the entire world. It's a love which means that alone is the one thing that we never are. Amen. Amen.